Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Good morning. It is Tuesday, May 4th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Chris Hummer, National College Football Writer for 24-7 Sports. Is like May 4th, uh, May the 4th be with you? That's that's today, right? That is today, yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars feelings in the chat today, for sure. Yeah, so, okay, watch this. We thought there would be some young Jedi quarterbacks out on the West, true freshman guys who would be starting this fall, and obviously... If the headline didn't give it away, the purpose of this podcast is checking in on the the young, highly touted quarterbacks across college football after after spring practice is, has wrapped. And it doesn't look like, Chris, that Sam Heward at Washington or Ty Thompson at Oregon made the push that we thought they could be capable of to win the starting job. At Washington, it looks like Dylan Morris is going to be the leader of that quarterback room for Jimmy Lake. And at Oregon... You were saying that Mario Cristobal has already kind of let it slip that Anthony Brown is going to be the starter. So let's start there at Oregon, where Ty Thompson was, we thought, such a lock to at least be like splitting time here that it sent Tyler Shuck off to Texas Tech. Yeah, to carry on the uh, Star Wars kind of frame here, Ty Thompson's going to be a Padawan next year, most likely. We thought he would be a Jedi Knight, Jedi Master. He'd be starting right, right away. Right, right, right. <laughs> you don't, you don't, we can carry this through. May the fourth be with you, you know? But Mario Cristobal on Saturday, following the spring game, said, We think Anthony is the one. He's the one leading. And he went on to kind of describe Anthony's importance as a leader in the locker room. Anthony's kind of status as the guy in the locker room. And Anthony Brown, who was a transfer from Boston College a year ago, took every single first team rep during the spring game. That kind of shows you where Ty Thompson is in that kind of fight and that battle for QB1. Ty Thompson was kind of taking second string uh, rotational reps with Robbie Ashford and Jay Butterfield, who were a pair of redshirt freshmen going into next year. So he wasn't even really given a chance to work with the first team. So it's it looks like it's Anthony Brown's job unless something really crazy changes over the next couple months. And at Washington, Sam Heward actually skipped. He played high school football this spring, but... I think he still found a way to get into Washington spring football practices, but did very good. Yeah, he stopped his spring football season like midway through. So I think he played like 70% of the schedule for his high school team and then enrolled early right away to have a chance to kind of compete and to get reps in as early as possible. But he was significantly behind returning starter Dylan Morris and Colorado State transfer Patrick O'Brien, who's also kind of in that mix. Patrick O'Brien also being a former Nebraska quarterback. But Sam had days where he would toss three interceptions, four interceptions at time during kind of the spring practice run. He just looked a step slower in terms of progress processing than the other two QBs in the roster. I think Sam had a bit of a better uh, spring game than he had kind of shown earlier in the spring ball, but he's still not really where he needs to be to really compete for that job. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. I mean, he he was the number 11 player in the 24-7 sports composite in the class of 2021. Sam Heward was in the number one pro style quarterback, but to literally go from high school football to like a week later playing against college players, that's got to be just... A shock to the senses. It's the inverse of practice swinging with a, a, a donut on your baseball bat and then going up there. That, that, that's got to be really tough. So 
I mean, the, the future is so bright for him, but in those circumstances, he's set up to fail almost. Yeah, it's a difficult transition. And I just feel like the last couple of years of college football have taught us the wrong lesson. I think we immediately jumped to the freshman starter potentially raising your ceiling in a way we saw a guy like Jalen Hurts did for Alabama or Tua Tonga Lua did for Alabama or Trevor Lawrence did for Clemson. And I think generally, and I mean generally, sometimes it does happen that way. Those guys are the exceptions to the rule as opposed to the rule itself. And Sam Heward, who was our number one pro-style quarterback, 24-7 sports is insanely talented. We think he's going to be really good, but it's very difficult to walk into a college campus right away. And as you said, deal with the speed of the game and kind of deal with everything that comes with adjusting to new system and impress immediately. Like it's a very rare quarterback who's able to do that. And I just think this kind of off-season of quarterback battles, which we'll talk about more in a second, kind of shows that to be the case. Over in Michigan, J.J. McCarthy has been the guy who, if we're going to have a true freshman quarterback star from week one, it's going to be J.J. McCarthy. Is that still the plan up there? Or did Cade McNamara, the incumbent, secure his job this spring? Yeah, we had a Freudian slip on that subject a couple weeks ago when uh, the quarterback coach, Mac Weiss, was on a In the Trenches podcast talking about kind of the quarterback battle. And he said of Cade McNamara, he's extremely valuable to our team as the starter. So that kind of shows you where that quarterback battle is as well. I don't think that's all that surprising. This is not necessarily a put up or shut up year for Jim Harbaugh, but there's a lot on the line. He reset his entire staff. And for that group to kind of bank on a true freshman starter to save the day immediately in the Big Ten, when you have really high profile games like Washington pretty much right off the bat would have been really difficult. Coach Weiss also said of Cade McNamara, he's going to play 10 years in the NFL. So that kind of shows you what the Michigan coaches think of him. And JJ impressed this spring. I just think it's kind of an experience gap between JJ as a true freshman and Cade, at least right now, as a redshirt sophomore. That's surprising. A few months ago, I thought it was going to be a lock that they'd go with JJ McCarthy. If for no reason, then jumpstart some excitement and almost... Look, if you if you play a true freshman quarterback and you suffer your ups and downs, maybe you, you win a game you're not supposed to, you lose a game you're not supposed to, I think that kind of bides you some time. And man, like Chris, I'm still going to be really surprised if Michigan gets through the full season. Unless Cade McNamara is having them win the Big Ten East, I'm going to be really surprised if Michigan gets through the full season without throwing J.J. McCarthy out there. I think that's an important caveat. Like these are battles coming out of the spring. It's going to look significantly different in the fall when these players have a full off season to like learn the playbook, do seven on seven with their teammates, develop those connections with the receivers. Timing is really important for quarterbacks. And a lot of these true freshmen just haven't had that opportunity yet. So this battle in Michigan could look different in the fall. And I think it'll certainly look different in week six if Michigan is struggling and Cade McNamara isn't really getting it done. I think that at that point, you're going to see Michigan really turn to the true freshman if it comes down to that. So there's still opportunities for guys like JJ to kind of force their way into the mix. But right now, it's not really that surprising to see experience winning out in a lot of these battles. So last year, I was talking to Barton Simmons on this podcast, previewing the 24-7 sports preseason true freshman All-American team. And we were surprised at the lack of slam dunk power five starter at quarterback to be had. I I think we went with Ken Seals at Vanderbilt, who ironically Barton is now a a member of the staff. And, you know, Ken Seals was the starter and will be the starter. Pretty well, too. Yeah, Yeah, but it just last year, we were surprised that there was a lack of obvious quarterback for true freshman starter. And now we're kind of back to the same situation because Chris in 2019, it was, it was Sam Howell and it was 
Hank Bachmeyer, and it was Bo Nix. And I know I'm forgetting. It was Jaden Daniels. It was a year of the freshman quarterback. And we thought it was going to be Graham Mertz too. And now we're just, hey, it's, I don't know. This is, it. this. I, I have to say, this is kind of surprising that we don't have at least one true freshman quarterback in the Power Five that I know of at this point that's going to be the guy. I, the, the only possible Power Five option I'm looking at here would be Kyle McCord at Ohio State. But I was talking to Patrick Murphy two weeks ago about their quarterback battle. And it's just a, a matter of time before CJ Stroud wins that job. Yeah, and I agree. But I think, I think it's important to remember, I think 2017 is a really good example of this. If you look at 2017, that was a quarterback class that included guys like Tua Tonga-Valoa, Jake Fromm, Kellen Mond, Sam Ellinger, all guys who started from the jump right away at their schools. But if you think about it, Sam well, didn't earn the not, job. Not, well, not but, I'm, Sam. but they all played as true freshmen. Sam didn't okay. earn the job until midseason when San Bussell had some injuries, kind of Sam stepped in. Kellen Mond stepped in in week one against UCLA after Nick Starkle got hurt. Jake Fromm stepped in for Jacob Eason after Jacob Eason got hurt in week one. And Tua, who we think of as kind of the savior as a true freshman, really didn't play extended minutes until the national championship game. So I think it's just a matter of waiting for those guys to emerge. Injuries are going to happen. Teams are going to need a spark. Like, I just, I think we have this perception that true freshmen come in immediately and play, which they did during that class Sam Howell had. I think that class is more the exception than the rule. But like in a year like 2017, where we saw a ton of true freshmen play significant minutes at quarterback at Power 5 schools, it was situations that kind of forced those guys into action rather than them necessarily winning the job immediately coming out of the fall. Yeah, but to dunk on your narrative, 2019 saw guys like five of them play from the jump. So, well, I I think even, even 2019, if I remember correctly, obviously Jaden Daniels and Sam Howell started right away, but those are two programs with new head coaches that were kind of looking for a spark and replacing them. Bo Nix played right away, but Ryan Holinsky didn't come in until um, South Carolina starter got hurt. Yeah. Graham Mertz didn't play right away. And we thought he was a guy that was the guy all off season. We kind of pointed to as the guy who could come in and take Jack Cohn's job. That never happened. So I, I think it's a balance. Speaking of Jack Cohn, he's going to win the Notre Dame job, right? Tyler Buckner's not not taking that. I know I don't even know if Tyler Buckner's on your list, but Tyler Buckner had not been hit in a game since 2019 uh, until the spring game on Saturday. Tyler Buckner played really well in the spring game, but Tyler is, I think, a guy who is viewed as a more of a developmental prospect just because he's played so little football. He missed his entire sophomore season with an ACL injury. He was really, really good as a junior, but then didn't get to play because of California's postponement of the spring season or of this high school football season. Yeah. So Tyler. Tyler's just a guy who hasn't got a lot of reps, but I will say Brian Kelly did say on Saturday, there's always a chance in regard to Tyler Buckner. He's not going to rule it out right now. He's not going to rule out any chance of a freshman helping the team, but Jack Cohn yeah. does look like the guy. Chris, if, if anyone out there thinks Brian Kelly's going to roll with a developmental <laughs> week one, that the, the joke is on them. Yeah. So at Ohio state, it's CJ Stroud. I really think Kyle McCord though, does look talented. That quarterback room is going to have another battle next year. If when you were six with his Buckeye commitment, I have no reason to think he won't. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, and then uh, Chris, uh, as we move on to the most impressive true freshmen, well, there were two of them, Jake Garcia at Miami and Caleb Williams at Oklahoma. Those guys aren't going to win their jobs because they're entrenched behind some, some legit superstars and Derek King at, at the U and Spencer Rattler probable number one 2022 overall draft pick at at OU, but the future looks really bright for those programs. 
Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma has been QBU for a little while. They've just rolled out first and second round picks and Heisman winners and Heisman finalists. Like it's nothing. I expect Spencer Rattler to be a first round pick next year and a Heisman finalist next year to kind of continue that. But Caleb Williams, who was our number one overall quarterback in the 24 seven sports composite for 2021 was really, really impressive during spring ball. He actually like spring game is a spring game and you can't take too much from it. But if you look at his spring game stats, they were much better than Spencer Rattler's uh, two weeks ago. Caleb Williams kind of put on a show and he is a true dual threat quarterback in a way Oklahoma hasn't really had outside of Jalen Hurts. And he's already probably a more gifted thrower of the football than Jalen, at least to all three levels. So Caleb's a guy who's going to really kind of carry that torch for Oklahoma come 2022. And Jake Garcia, who was actually committed to USC at one point, along with two other guys we might talk about, Jackson Darden, Miller Moss, really put on a show during spring ball for Miami. Derek King was out the entire spring, his ACL injury. So Jake Garcia was kind of splitting reps with uh, Tyler Van Dyke, a redshirt freshman for that backup job. And David Lake of Inside the U, one of our 24-7 sports sites, instead of mm-hmm. Garcia, he was just shredding the first team defense all offseason. I think the coaches there were really impressed by Jake and the future's really bright at quarterback for Miami in a way it really hasn't been in a long time. Yeah, it's one thing to get a, a ready-made transfer into your king. It's another thing to develop your own guy there, which as you know, as you said, was a a massive problem when Manny Diaz took over and Jay Garcia, the spot he vacated at USC was filled during the early signing period by Jackson Dart, who looked good in the USC spring game, was the number two ranked uh, spring game performer in our, uh, per our USC site. And after Keaton Slovis goes pro following his junior season, I think that's Jackson Dart's job. All right. Where you live, Lone Star State, two really intriguing class of 2020 quarterbacks. Hudson Card at Texas, Haynes King at Texas A&M. They're a little bit different. I have long regard Haynes King to be the absolute heir apparent behind Kellen Mond. And I expected this past spring, the one we just finished, to be his formal ascension to the throne. But Zach Calzada played really well in the spring game and looked good all spring. Jimbo Fisher says this is still a quarterback battle. Yeah, Zach Calzada is a guy that I think a lot of us expected to be in the transfer portal this spring at some point. Haynes King got the final rep or got the backup reps late in the season for Kellen Mond. And I I know that did not make Zach Calzada very happy. He was a guy we were kind of on portal watch for, but he had a really strong spring. I still kind of think Haynes King's going to be the guy. Haynes King is an elite athlete. He is a 4'5", 40-yard dash guy, 37-inch vertical. He's got good size at 6'3". He was a little inconsistent in high school. He was a bit of a funky throwing motion, but he led Longview, Texas, which is a school out in East Texas, to a 6A state title as a junior. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, like that school does not win state championships in Texas where 6A is as low as it gets. And Haynes King kind of brought them there. I think for a little while, you were kind of comparing Haynes, at least like the small town feel. Longview's not as small as where Colt McCoy came from, but kind of that feel. And I think Haynes is still going to be the guy, but he does need to be a little more consistent. And Jimbo Fisher, and I think we'll talk about the word consistency in a second when it comes to the other redshirt freshman from Texas. But consistency is so important for Jimbo Fisher, and Haynes needs to kind of display that over the next couple months to keep the inside position for that job. I still think he'll be the starter, but it, it's certainly not done heading into fall camp. Both of those guys are so young that you would assume the loser of that job enters the portal. Given that Haynes King was a much higher ranked recruit than Zach Calzada, I would expect Jimbo Fisher to go with Haynes King so he doesn't lose a fringe five-star. It'd be a tough look. So Steve Sarkeesian, probably just like Jimbo Fisher has, Steve Sarkeesian's not going not gonna to announce a quarterback until the, I don't think the Monday of, of Texas's first game uh, opener against Louisiana. Hudson Card is a super talented kid from Lake Travis High School. 
produced Baker Mayfield and several other guys. And then Casey Thompson was a quarterback who every single Texas fan had sort of disregarded the last few years. And he lit up Colorado and the Alamo Bowl. Take that for what you will. It, it seems like Casey Thompson has a leg up on this job. The Sarkeesian has to straddle this transfer line pretty well here because you do not want to lose Hudson card. There is no quarterback death in that program. Yeah, none. Texas is a backup quarterback if one of those two quarterbacks leaves as a three-star true freshman. So it's not really where you want to be. And I think that's a big reason why Steve Sarkeesian's playing this battle really close to the vest, and he wants it to go on as long as possible. Hudson Card is a guy I know the old staff was really, really high on. Like Hudson Card can make every throw in the book. He can make throws to all three levels. He can throw the long out, kind of the sideline with ease. He is a better pure thrower of the football than Casey Thompson. But like we just discussed with the Texas A&M battle, it's going to come down to consistency. I think it's not it's not really necessarily a fair parallel because I don't think Hudson Card or Casey Thompson is Mac Jones or Price Young at Alabama. But we saw Steve Sarkeesian last year go with a older, more experienced quarterback who was more consistent kind of in spring ball and in fall camp. And Bryce Young, a guy many of us, including myself, thought would start sat on the bench all year despite being the number one overall player in the country. And I think this might be a situation like that. Casey Thompson might not be the most talented quarterback in the room. That is certainly Hudson card, but Casey has been more consistent thus far during spring ball. I still think Hudson has a chance to kind of take that job. He is the more talented quarterback, but unless he can kind of show some of that consistency over time, I really do think the job will go to Casey. And the hope there in Austin would be that if Casey Thompson wins the job, he shows early on that he is an NFL guy, right? Chris, you want him to light the world on fire and then, and placate Hudson card to encourage him to sit a little bit. I have one more guy I'm going to throw at you. I don't know if you did any prep work on him, so boo on me if you didn't. Drake May falls into that Jake Garcia, Jackson Dart, Caleb Williams bunching. I was looking through our quarterback rankings for 2021, making sure I didn't mix, miss any elite guys, Brock Vandegrift at Georgia. But uh, uh, Drake May at North Carolina, Sam Howe will be a, a top 10 pick in 2022. So this is his final year as a starter. Do you think Drake May has a leg up on a backup job or something sort of encouraging to to give him momentum to be the heir apparent to Sam Howe? Yeah, for what it's worth, I think North Carolina might have the best QB room in the country right now. Like, and I, I say that with no hyperbole. Like Jacoby Criswell is the other guy he's competing with for the backup job. I know Phil Longo, their offensive coordinator, is extremely high on him as well. I'm not sure if Drake has a leg up on that backup quarterback battle. I think it's pretty even. Uh, Mac Brown said following the spring game, it's pretty open right now. But he did say also that Drake May is pressing a little bit right now. He's just kind of trying to swallow everything at once in terms of the offense and reading the field and absorbing Phil Longo's system. So I don't, I don't know if that backup QB battle is decided, but I can decidedly say both Jacoby Criswell, who's a redshirt freshman, and Drake May, a true freshmen have a very bright future in that quarterback room at North Carolina. They're very high on both of them. All right. Well, this was a fun conversation. We talked about a lot of guys. It made me kind of realize we're four months away. One of these names here is going to play a part in the college football season. You mentioned it. Injuries, stuff happens. Someone here is going to be a star. We did not expect to see any of DJ Uyangalele last year. And we saw him look pretty good. You didn't mention the best redshirt freshman quarterback in the country, most likely, who's Bryce Young. And I know everybody oh. knows he's going to start for Alabama, but he's a redshirt freshman. He's going to play a huge part in the 2021 season next year. I I wonder, you know, we'll, th- we'll throw the listeners a bone here. You're an NFL GM. It's already the 2023 NFL draft. Congratulations. Who do you think it's going to be? The 2023 draft. It's either Bryce or DJ. I think it'll probably be DJ based on tools. I think it'll be Bryce. I think it's going to be the uh, the Bill O'Brien the processing, all that stuff. You think he'll, it's DJ? Bigger arm? I mean, 
I think DJ has the more traditional size of what you're looking for. And DJ is not immobile, uh, despite his size. I think he's tantalizingly talented. Whereas Bryce is one of those guys that is much more in the mold of a quarterback 10 years ago that wouldn't have been drafted, but in the modern age is really... Bryce Bryce is not Baker Mayfield, but I think he's got a lot of the same tools that made Baker so great coming out of college. And he will certainly be in a more complicated system than DJ. Uh, And this is no disrespect for Clemson. If Bill O'Brien brings to Alabama what he ran in the NFL... Some of those more pro style mechanisms, more so than what Clemson runs, which is a lot of half field reads, kind of one, two route combinations, which clearly didn't hurt Trevor Lawrence in the draft. I just think DJ's kind of tantalizing set of tools make him a more appealing prospect for NFL teams than Bryce Young, even though Bryce Young has got some kind of immeasurable traits like the ability to read the field, the ability to process quickly, the ability to make plays off platform and out of structure that make him so great. It'll be a really fascinating debate when it comes down to it. Well, the reason I, yeah, you said it, the reason I was going with Bryce was because of the system and Bill O'Brien will have him be prepared in compared to the to, to Clemson's. And as we sign off, Chris, you have to change your 10-year filter. Russell Wilson was drafted almost 10 years ago. You can say 20 years. We're old but, now, you know? But but Russell, Russell was like, Wilson Russell was a third, was a third round, round pick. pick, right? Like that's not, yeah. like if Russell came out now, Russell would be a top 10 pick. He'd be the like, number one pick. I think it's I think it's shifted that much in the last 10 years. Like Russell Wilson would have been a first round pick this year with no question. So I just think 10 years ago, I don't know. It's it depends on what frame you want to draw on. You said you, you said You're right, you're right, you're right. But Bryce Bryce Young's a lot smaller than Russell Wilson though. Bryce is what? I think Bryce is listed at six foot one. He's really slight of frame, whereas Russell's thick, like in his lower body. Like Russell's a thick dude. Yeah. Bryce Young is built a lot more like Spencer Rattler than he is uh like Russell Wilson. I would say that. Well, I just have to say I like both more than any of the twenty 22 quarterbacks so absolutely agree with that we'll leave it at that chris hummer thank you for joining us our producers lance glenn this was a good time i'm trey scott we'll talk to y'all on wednesday for the next edition of the college football daily this is tony kornheiser's show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.